1: Good morning. Your view of markets in mere minutes through the Singapore lens. I'm Michelle Martin. It's red across the screen this morning as Ish Pacific markets start the month of September off on a sour note. Sydney is down 1.8 percent. Seoul isn't far behind and Tokyo is trading off 1.3 percent this morning. Joining me now to break down all the market action. It is Thursday. Ryan Huang, how are you?
0: Doing great, Michelle. How about you?
1: Well, I'm wondering what I'm going to do at NTUC because my OCBC NTUC Fair Price link card that I use Ah. for for bazillion (laughs) points is going to be phased out. Yeah, that's a
0: bummer. But look out today for possibly an announcement by Trust Bank. I think that's going to be a new thing that's um, going to take a lot of people who've been looking for new financial products no, by, by storm, because I was just staying up late last night on Compare some of these telegram groups. Interest rates. Actually looking at all these um, discussions about what's the new things that we can look forward to in terms of perks and promotions coming yeah. from these new digital banks.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's a pretty uh, risky move to tell customers look we're doing away with your credit card Mm. of course if your account is in good standing they give you you know a different sort of credit card but people pick these cards precisely because of the deals that come with it I shop at NTUC, I want to I I don't know how many times it multiplies my points but that's why I picked up the card in the first place so now what is my question so yeah I'll be looking out for that Mm. and it's a race for customers isn't it we're going to talk about interest rates in a while let's start this morning about the Chinese electric vehicle maker BYD we talked earlier this week about how its profits were surging up threefold during the first half of the year. And we also talked about a rumour that has been circulating around markets that one of BYD's most high-profile investors, Warren Buffett, was considering selling off his stake in the company. Well, today we have more news on that front. So, what is the latest? Is Warren Buffett cashing in on his BYD shares, Ryan?
0: It does look that way. So, what we have now is his Berkshire Hathaway has trimmed his 20.04% stake to 19.92%. So effectively, that's a stake of around... 47 million dollars so there is still quite a bit that he's holding on to but the question is how much more might he sell or is this just you no know, a simple profit taking to reallocate some of his resources or does he think that you no know, this BYD stock has peaked and maybe it's just time to move on to other stuff so that's going to be one to watch out for in terms of potential deals that Berkshire might no, reallocate resources to elsewhere. So I'm sure this will be one of the uh, most active stocks to watch out for mm. as we see how investors um, try to figure out what Ron Buffett is thinking.
1: Absolutely. Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway first bought a stake in BYD back in 2008 for around 230 million US dollars. It has since grown to be worth more than 8 billion. Investors did not like the fact that Buffett has sold even a small part of his stake in BYD, though BYD shares dropped as much as 12% in Hong Kong trade yesterday before closing down 8%. If we take a closer look at BYD's business, I saw an article in the Washington Post it argues that BYD is going to have trouble challenging the world's largest battery maker to take top spot in the market. Ryan, why is that?
0: Yeah, to give you an idea of how uh, dominant BYD is in China, they have a market share um, from the January to July period of 29%. That is pretty much the next few car companies combined. So we've got the next second place at SAICGM ruling, 9.1%. Tesla is at 7.5%. And Geely at 4.9%. And Sherry at 4.9%. So combining all those companies pretty much is still falling short of BYD's 29%. That's uh-huh. how much they are controlling in terms of the market and how well they are doing. So that has been at a cost or at least that has been coming through off the back of what I think people are uh, seeing as some of the advantages that BYD has, which is some of the technologies. And in this case, uh, I think one of the big selling points is the battery. And this is where they are really innovating in terms of how um, it is more efficient and more future-proof. Uh, But this comes at a cost because it is more expensive to make. Pretty much, uh, you have um, the cost of making BYD's version of a battery coming through at 21% higher than what the... Resident competition is using, which is the CATL version. So, that is going to be a potential hit win when it tries to be more price sensitive to consumers. So, it's going to be a question of how they can cope with these rising costs, which a lot of the car makers are struggling with. Um, and its battery, which is one of the main selling points, is going to be facing possibly um, one of the more pressing uh, issues when it comes to managing costs.
1: BYD may have some difficulties in the international battery market, but its success in China, along with that of other mainland companies like Xpeng and Singapore-listed NIO, is posing another set of challenges for international car makers like Volkswagen and BMW. Tell us how.
0: Yeah, they are indeed. So we've heard how there's been this big push by many countries to go towards EV cars, and many of them phasing out those older combustion types. And for Chinese buyers, they have been flocking to their own homegrown brands, so much so that the first seven months of this year, domestic automakers in China made up for almost 80% of EV sales. And like we talked about, BYD is right there at the top with a 29% market share, followed by SAIC at 9.1%. Tesla, of course, is one of the more popular ones at 7.5% in third place. But pretty much the rest of the list makes up the um, other Chinese names. Geely, Sherry, uh, GAC, Chang'an Automobile, Xpeng. So these are all names which are growing very fast. And I think you have this local preference for local brands as well. So... It is going to be a tough market to crack when you think about how all these foreign car makers, uh, the big names are Volkswagen, BMW, uh, they may be facing some headwinds when it comes to cracking the EV market.
1: Them pouring billions into electrifying their fleets, facing tough headwinds up ahead. We mentioned Neo a moment ago. Its shares are up nearly 12% over the past week. Let's bring the discussion to Singapore now, where there is a tree of local stories that I want to examine. First, DBS has picked two locally listed retail companies that it thinks are set to thrive, despite or perhaps even because of the current inflationary environment. Who are they? All
0: right. so it's interesting to see Sheng Xiong back in favour with many analysts. And this is uh, with DBS now. Maintaining its buy call target price at a dollar seventy-six. And this is with the view that as people try to mitigate those rising cost pressures, they might turn to eating at home. And this will lead to them buying more stuff at a supermarket, which is where Shengseong comes in. So this is something they think will help Shengseong and benefit Shengseong's share price in time to come. And the other stock they are keeping an eye on Mm -hmm. is Indonesian consumer company Delphi. And this is with its latest results showing strong sales and margins and they are raising their forecasts for Delphi's earnings for FY22 and FY23 by around 16 to 23% and they have a buy call in, on Delphi at a dollar 31 and the next company that they are looking at includes um, the likes of Mitra and this is an Indonesian retailer so this is off the back of the reopening and easing of restrictions in indonesia so it has a buy call uh, on mitra at a target price of 1240 rupiah which is about 12 singapore
1: cents and to recap Shengxiang shares are up 10 percent since the beginning of the year delphi flat during that same period although it has enjoyed a slight rally over the past month all right from our next local headline I like this one. It's fun. It has to do with deposit rates. Yesterday, we talked about how OCBC is going to start paying its depositors more. It seems it's not the only bank. Competition is heating up for your money. What is the latest on this front and what does Telegram have to add?
0: Good news for you and me. All the banks are trying to fight for our monies and our deposits at least by raising their interest rates. So you will be the latest to jump on the bandwagon by raising its rates for its one account, its one savings account, to 3.6% up from the previous promotional rate of 3%. So this, of course, comes with a few caveats like they all do. You need to do a few um, actions. Uh, so to earn the maximum rate of the first on the first $100,000 on the bank balance, customers will need to credit at least... in salary to their account and spend a minimum of $500 on select credit and debit cards. So you've got that also uh, being played out in other banks like OCBC, also raising its rates. Uh, We talked about this, uh, raising it to 4.05% if you do some actions to uh, help get the bonus earnings.
1: And what is the buzz about Trust Bank? That's backed by Standard Chartered, right?
0: Yes, so we are expecting them to announce a new products today. Of course, yesterday we had GXS Bank, the tie-up between Grab and Singtel. So Trust Bank, a tie-up between NTUC and Stanchart is possibly going to shake up the market even more. So we could see better interest rates. Actually, if you go to the website right now, trustbank.com.sg, you can see uh, what's going to be in store. A new credit card that will replace what you just lost, Michelle. (laughs) A new way to earn your link points. And also, you have a rather interesting push Mm. with the interest rate as well. I think it's going for... 1.4% for deposits up to $50,000. So that's something to watch out for as they um, have the media briefing later on. Uh, Also, GSS has been trying to make a push with its own products um, with a very interesting app which has a very snazzy interface. So they are also pushing uh, interest rates of, um, I believe, 1.58% if you just manage your money in a certain fashion with their savings pockets so you've got all these new innovations which i think will make the big three local banks sit up and take notice how do we now catch up with these what they call disruptors who are now changing the way people think about managing their money and the way they use their apps so i think it's good news for us who will benefit from all these promotions as all well. All
1: right, yes. NTUC shoppers is going to be looking out for the best deals. Next up, our sister publication, The Business Times, is running a story this morning about how industrial REITs are flexing their buying power. What are some examples of this? All right, so we have the likes, for example, ESR
0: Logos read. They just announced the proposed acquisition of a five-story modern logistics asset in Japan for around $183.5 million. So that is a push into Japan and is expected to be 2.9% accurate to DPU on a pro-pharma basis. Uh, We also have, for example, the likes of Ascendas REIT they are acquiring. Philips Apex Centre in Singapore for $100 and $4.8 million. So you've got a few REITs going, a bit of a buying spree. So maybe it is looking quite attractive to snap up some deals right now.
1: So do you think these acquisitions are going to pay off?
0: Well, it is interesting to see them being confident about the backdrop right now, right? When mm. you talk about how things are, you know, shaky, mm-hmm. a recession around the corner. Mm. But... Going out of COVID-19, you might remember many of these REITs were very conservative, holding on to their cash to tie themselves over tougher times. And with the current mode they seem to be entering right now, being open to acquisitions, it does look like they are at least confident of um, these prospects. So it is going to be one that will put them in position to grow fundamentally stronger. And I, th- I guess uh, right now, it does look like attractive prices to them to step up these deals.
1: All right, time for more corporate news. And for this, let's turn to Up or Down. Are you ready, Ryan? Let's go. Keppel. All right, Keppel it's going to be an
0: up for me. And they are building Singapore's first power plant.
1: Mm. Up for me in the back of that news as well. Keppel shares rose yesterday following the revelation that its infrastructure arm is going to develop Singapore's first hydrogen-ready power plant. China ever water...
0: That's an up for me. And they mm-hmm. have won the concession deal for waste water treatment plant. Um, this is in Shen- Shandong in China. So mm-hmm. it's a 30-year deal. So it's going to mean quite a bit of recurring income for them.
1: Up for me as well. China Everbright Water is listed on the Singapore Exchange. And its, ves- its investors bid up its shares nearly 4% yesterday on the back of that news. Chinese tech giant NetEase. Okay, this isn't up for me. They
0: have bought a game studio, the guys behind one of the Star Wars games. Hmm. And this is a push, a major push into Europe for net ease. So it is going to be up for me.
1: Yeah, up for me there as well. All right, turning point, NVIDIA. NVIDIA is down for me. And
0: <laughs> it is off the back of the US-China... I guess trade disputes Um, so what's happening here is the US government is uh, saying hey Nvidia can't sell these advanced AI chips to China because of national security issues so this will then mean Nvidia can't do as much business and they are flagging it could cost them as much as 400 million US dollars so it's gonna be a bit of a dent to its uh, Chinese revenue.
1: Not everything can be an up date down for me for NVIDIA as well. Let's check in on how stocks are doing this morning. We are twenty minutes into the local trading day. The Straits Times index finished near the bottom of its trading range yesterday, closing down a bit more than half a percent at thirty two twenty one. For the month of August, the SCI fell not quite one per cent. While that's not great, it is certainly better than the major US indices that dropped between four and six. 7%. So what is the picture like this morning Ryan are the blue chips starting off the month of September well?
0: It's not looking great across the region. And same for STI, it is down 0.2% at 3,216. And if you look at STI constituents, we have pretty much a split across red and green. At the bottom, we've got the likes of Comfort Delgro down 1.4%. And the banks pretty much underwater. DBS down 0.7%. OCBC down 0.3%. And UOB right now, flat. At the top of the table, we've got SC Engineering up 1.3%. And UOL higher by 1.3%. And Johnny Matheson, not too far behind, up by 1.2%. So, a rather cautious start to September for the Singapore
1: markets. Before I let you go, are you a fan of K-pop, Ryan? Hmm, I've got... My favorite bands and singers. Yeah, me too, actually. Um, Have you heard there's a new ETF that aims to feed off BTS and Blackpink? What do you think? Is it going to top the charts?
0: (laughs) I think anything trendy is going to be able to enjoy some um, moment of popularity you know investors will just look for the next big shiny thing to jump on board it was crypto not too long ago crypto ETFs and now you've got a K-pop ETF and I guess to some extent it does have something going on for it because it is a huge business and if you want to invest in K-pop an ETF makes it so much more easy (laughs) and if you dive a bit deeper into the mechanics of this ETF it's quite interesting how it is constructed you of course got the ...label behind some of these big bands like BTS, you've got HYPE, you've got JYP, YG, And it has a rebalancing mechanism. Every quarter is rebalanced by an AI algorithm. And this algorithm scans the internet and everything else for keywords. So it's a natural language processing technology. And it tries to find out what are the trending words, which companies are associated with these buzzwords so that they will be in the ETF. So it tracks the most trendy K-pop-related companies to be part of this basket of 30 companies. It's, uh, I guess, interesting way to look at how the ETF is structured.
1: So really, popularity is factored into this K-pop index through the algorithm.
0: Yeah, so not just market cap, but I think a huge part of it will be by what's making buzz.
1: Yeah, who's talking about what and for how long. Next up, I know you're planning a trip to Disneyland, right, Ryan? I am. Disney is considering a new Amazon Prime-like membership program for its super fans and it will reportedly offer discounts and special perks to encourage customers to spend more on its everything. Theme park, resort, streaming. So um, Everything in
0: Disney <laughs> is already so expensive. That's I true. Hope this is a good deal.
1: Including giant lollipops. Um, so would you subscribe if Disney does launch this? At At the right
0: price, I would just to be able to skip all the queues.
1: (laughs) Okay, finally this morning, do you remember the floppy disk? When is the last time you used one? (laughs) It
0: was as a coaster for my coffee.
1: Because it's so tough to
0: find a use for it these days. I mean, even my laptop doesn't have a CD reader anymore.
1: Oh, yes, yes. Or DVD readers in the car. Well, would you believe that Japan still requires many agencies to store information on floppy disks? The country's digital minister has now declared, Japan has declared war on floppy disks. He tweeted this week that they must go. And he asked, where does one even buy a floppy disk these days? Isn't it amazing that, you know, in Japan, I guess they were still used. It's very
0: interesting. Recently. At the same time, not surprising that Japan is still embra- embracing a lot of the, I guess, traditions. You know, they still use hand stamps, personal stamps. They still use, to a large extent, the fax machine, surprisingly. Um, and many other things. Are still in play uh, or are still being used in terms of old technologies? So in some way, they have a mix of new and old at the same time. So it's a very interesting contrast.
1: Yeah, and people travel through Japan with these little um, books to get stamps from uh, places. So some some parts of that tradition really um, enjoyable from a human standpoint. But on the other hand, it just boggles the mind. Japan, the leader when it came to you know brands like Sony and and the likes. Still holding on to the floppy disk. Let's see how long it takes them to revamp the outdated technology. All right. Thanks very much for being here with us. I'm Michelle Martin, and he's Ryan Huang, and you have been listening to Market View.
0: Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation,
1: and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.